We don't have bread. No. <laughs> we don't have bread. Yes. And we went to Panera and we bought bagels. And I was like, it just cost me like $13 to yes. buy bagels. Because, of course, we went and we we're like, well, we'll get iced tea and lemonade. and eh. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Welcome to the Homeschool Sisters Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. So we have our very first question from Jen. And Jen is asking us, how do you handle your own impatience and frustration during days that feel overwhelming? You know, when everyone wants something and there's only so much of you to go around. Have you ever had a day like that, Kate? I feel like I've had a year like that, Kara, (laughs) (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Um, I can really relate to the question. This, This year when we started off the school year, I had one child at home and one in public school kindergarten half day and one in preschool. And so I felt like I was running around dealing with two different schools, my own homeschool, and then a bunch of volunteer obligations that I had signed on for. Um, (laughs) So I had overextended myself. And um, you really feel like you can't do it all well when you're in that situation that you're being tugged in multiple, you know, one, one week, I feel like I'm really good at homeschooling. And then the next week I feel like I'm better at laundry, but never all at the same time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's, it's a hard feeling because as a homeschool mom, you do have so many roles, you know? And, um, when you feel like, I, I remember, um, recently I, I, I was so overwhelmed and I just, I sat down and I thought about it and I'm like, what? I need to like pick two things on my list of things that I need to be good at this week. Like, am I going to be a really good employee? Am I going to be a really good person who cleans our house? (laughs) Um, am I going to be, you know, really good at homeschooling or am I going to cook really good meals? Like I need to, figure out which one of those are my priorities this week and I need to be able to let the other ones go a little bit but the problem is when you're a homeschooling mom I mean that responsibility is huge and so if you feel like you're not doing that well that's the one that keeps me awake at night I don't know about you like I mean if our house is a mess I'm like you know what yeah our house is a mess right now but if I'm not doing well with homeschooling the kids that that's the one that scares me a little bit. It's all about priorities, putting in an order of what is um, absolutely must do and what is and I'd like to do. Yes. Yeah. So do you have things that um, you've come up with where like you can let certain things go or do you struggle with that? I, um, I still well, I'd be lying if I said I didn't struggle with it. <laughs> But I have to, I feel like I every now and then need to take a moment and just try to be present in the moment and enjoy the now versus, I find I get most overwhelmed when there's a lot of things that I want to get done personally. um, And I kind of need to let some of those things go. So being aware of that is the biggest thing. And then also um, just as an introvert, taking some time for myself in the morning. I find our days go better if I get a jump start and I'm up before the kids just to have a moment. 
Yeah, and we're both introverts. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm amazed at how many people out there are introverts because yes. you know, I, um, I remember the first time I heard that word, I thought it meant, you know, somebody who was shy and, mm-hmm. um, you know, didn't necessarily want to be around people. I don't know. Like I, I got right, the wrong someone, impression of someone it. Someone afraid. Yes. Yeah. And really that kind of a fear association. Yes. And, and really it just means that you need time to recharge. Um, and the best way that you do that is on your own. Okay, so what's cracking us, crack, cracking me up, cracking us up as we're recording this episode is that we are both dealing with all kinds of interruptions. We've got kids oh, asking questions. <laughs> We've got dogs walking. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, just madness. Yes, and and it's and keeping it's, it real. Yes, this is real. This is what it's like when you're a homeschool mom because with as homeschoolers we are with our kids all day. We are balancing. A, million things. So we were talking a little bit about being introverts and what, um, what that means is that it takes, like we require, is that too strong of a word? We we require. No, I would say require. Yeah. I mean, we, when I've had that time. Yes, absolutely. So, so we, we need that time to recharge. So do you have things that you do, specific things you do to recharge? Um, I try to wake up early before the kids every morning. That doesn't always happen depending on the season, but that helps. Um, and every night, if I haven't done it, I say tomorrow is going to be the day that I'm going to get up early again. Um, but I also just try to each day to have a quiet time. The kids no longer nap, but they, I have two, two of my three are introverts also. And so they require it too. And I used to feel guilty sending them upstairs for a little R and R, but everyone's better when we've had that. Um, so we do about an hour a day. Um, and then I need time to read. <laughs> I need to read yeah. a little each day. Yeah. Or crabby. So do you find that when you have quiet time, that sibling interactions are easier too in your family? We definitely have less squabbles if the kids have had time to their, themselves. And if we've had a busy few days, I notice that there's an increase where everyone's just kind of nipping at each other and really crabby um, and that we really kind of crave that time. We just had a busy weekend last weekend and we had a two-day hangover from it. Just the kids reeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each other, fighting over every little thing. We were talking about that because you have three kids. I have two kids. Um, and, yeah, we were we were discussing our hangover the Monday after Mother's Day because it was a really busy weekend in your family and a really busy weekend in our family. And I, I felt like um, that day, I mean, talk about everybody wanting a piece of you, you know. It was first we have you know, the kids, because it's been so busy and we haven't had like downtime, my kids are, you know, sort of not getting along. And then I'm impatient and I'm tired. And I remember, um, we were, we were out of, <laughs> we were out of bread products, even though we went to the store on, <laughs> I wouldn't on know Sunday. anything about that. Right. <laughs> we had no bread, we had no bagels, we had no anything. Um, and so 
I thought, okay, well, we're, we're just going to go and we'll just go to Panera and I'll get some iced tea and it'll be a fresh start. And so mm-hmm. we went, um, but our dog was being crazy. So we brought him with us. And as I was pulling out of our driveway, I got a text from my husband and it said, um, can you order a book on Amazon so it can be here tomorrow? <laughs> And I thought, oh my gosh, it's a book emergency because <laughs> when... In the middle of my crazy day. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I think that when, you know, we're stressed, we tend to lose um, the focus on what's important Absolutely. so much more easily, you know? And I thought, oh, okay, I have to order this book now. And so I called him and I, I was really short with him on the phone because he, he said, oh no, it's, it's fine. It's not a big rush. <laughs> And, and then like, feel well, that. Why did you text me? I know. Because <laughs> yeah. you have the prime and he doesn't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like no, but then you feel badly that you, you know, snapped at somebody and you know, I always think to myself, I know why this is happening. I just need to cut back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So actually speaking of books, I try to read Simplicity Parenting at least once a year. Anytime I feel that life is too crazy. I pull it out. I'm not a big rereader, but I love that one. That That's one I reread too. And I have very few books that I read again, but every year that one, we'll put um, a link to it in the show notes so that everybody can find. It's such a good book um, about parenting, but about the environment that you, um, you know, create in your home and simplifying, of course, but, um, everything from like media to just like how much stuff you have to how much stuff you're doing, which, and it gives you permission to breathe. Every time I read it, I feel less stressed automatically because you, it gives you permission to make changes that you know you need to make because life got crazy and you tapped on too many things. Yeah. Cause I think we all do that. I think it's totally normal. I think homeschoolers do it. I think, parents do it you know I I think everybody finds themselves sometimes at a point where it's like where did we get how do we get so far off track you know (laughs) and a year actually (laughs) yeah yeah and um you know when I when I get like that one of the things that helps me um a lot and it took me I think last year sometime I figured out that there was a like a phrase for it or it's like a thing you know because it was something that I would just do I used to just take a giant piece of paper and I would just start writing everything down and I found out later it's called a brain dump like people (laughs) oh I love brain dumps yes yeah and people do that and so um it helps me just to write everything down and then I can get back to okay what are the real priorities what are the maybe they're not super important, but they need to get done today, you know, type of things. Like, um, honestly, doing my dishes is not more important than my kids. It's never going to be more important than my kids, but it's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, in order to, sometimes in order to be able to like be fully present with them and to get my head back on my shoulders, I need to pick up my kitchen, you know, (laughs) It's funny you say that because I can have the rest of the house a mess, but we do most of our learning in the kitchen. We do it kind of everywhere, but we gather in the kitchen. And if it's really messy, it distracts me from yeah where we are, from being present. So I'm kind of the same way. That's one of those things I do first thing in the morning. If it's a disaster, I just kind of put it back. It doesn't have to be no white glove test, but just a little bit more organized so that it's not distracting. Yeah, because I get... 
I get really like I I noticed that um, our environment does affect my like the outer calm mm-hmm. helps the inner calm and um, so if it's outer chaos yes I I do I'm impacted by that I don't know if that's a like a sensitive person thing or I don't know where that it comes might from. Be. But yeah, it just happened to you more on Sunday nights because as my husband's getting ready to go back to work, I'm like, yes, needs, everything needs to be put back. Tomorrow is Monday. Yes. Yes. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know that other people had that, that that was again. Oh, see, okay. I, it's like, I don't know that these things are things. I think that it's just me and I'm just nuts. So <laughs> I'm just being weird. <laughs> yeah. No, Sunday nights are the most stressful time they are. of our whole week. And I, I didn't. They shouldn't be. It's the weekend still. Right. And, but there's a, um, it's like a nesting, you know, like when you're pregnant, it's like that nesting instinct type thing times a thousand kicks in where I just want to have everything calm. I want to have my desk cleared off and I want to have the kitchen picked up and I just, I want like a fresh start for my I do too. Yeah. And I feel like. I feel like I feel like that every night that tomorrow I'll do better. Even if I did a good job, I just always kind of reflect on the day and think, how can I do it better tomorrow? And I feel more pressure with that on Monday mornings because the week's starting and you just want to get it off on the right start. And so Sundays, I, I'm crabby sometimes with my husband on Sundays. <laughs> I I am too. I find that I... Because he makes um, a lot of masks. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's, you know, that's another... Um, thing about the like about the space that we we're in and everything is that um because we've chosen to be home and homeschool um Mm -hmm. not that we have to be home all the time of course but because we've chosen you know that kind of life it's like we are constantly making messes right our kids are constantly making messes we don't leave monday and the kids go to school and the parents go to work (laughs) and we come home and the house is how we left it messy it is yeah our windowsill is always filled with all the experiments of the day and the art is drying on the countertops and it is it's messy work it is and um it's constant and yeah so um do you try to reset every night a little bit do you have like a I've read about people that have like these routines, you know, like the five things I do before I go to bed or whatever. Do you do anything like that or? I, so I, at the end of the day, I like for our family room in our kitchen to look put together, not neat, just, I like everything back where it should go. The playroom can be a mess, but all the kids stuff should be in there. Um, I just want to sit down and if I'm reading or watching TV with my husband, I want to feel like an adult and not be distracted by stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I do, I kind of, I tidy a little bit at night so that I don't wake up and feel overwhelmed first thing in the morning. Um, I also tend to work more in the morning. So I like to wake up and be able to focus on that and not, um, you know, either homeschooling or work and not all the other stuff if I can avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to read <laughs> to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I'm, I'm trying to work on that because something that just, you know, is like a pet peeve of mine is waking up in the morning and there's still, you know, stuff on the table from dinner. Not like, you right. know, <laughs> and sometimes that happens here too, not, not food, but you know, <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, getting, getting the table wiped down, getting the dishes 
at least, you know, mostly taken care of and the stove wiped down and stuff. My stove is the thing that makes me, you know, that's one of my... <laughs> yeah, everyone does their thing. Mine is the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um... There's oatmeal in it from 6.30 this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, so I think that having, um, like, one of the things that helps me with, with not getting overwhelmed is just recognizing that I have a certain standard Mm-hmm. And it's a low standard. <laughs> yes. It's a lot lower than it used to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it used to be a lot, you know, different. Um, I'm fine with piles of laundry in laundry baskets in my bedroom. It it does not impact me. I'm fine with um, kind of books all over the house and, yeah. you know, like you said, toys out in the playroom. Um, I'm fine with my kids' rooms. I'm getting to a point where I'm actually okay with that for a long time I wasn't and now I figure you know what it's their space and I'm not right. gonna hassle them with it because that was having a bigger negative impact on our relationship which then in turn causes more stress you know to be constantly right. after them so um I've let that one go but there's certain things just if the kitchen can be picked up and if the table can be wiped down from the night before so I think if you can kind of establish like what your standards are <laughs> and then go from there. Yeah, and and keep them realistic. I think that probably is a big help. One thing that helped us this year was a shift in my thinking. Last year was our first full year homeschooling, so this is our second, and I feel a little bit more grounded, and just thinking of our family as a team, and that I don't necessarily need to do it all, so what can the kids do that they are doing now, and just looking at that as, you know, an education, so you should be loading and unloading the dishwasher, you should have a little idea about how to do laundry, just you know, baby steps getting toward independence and it helps me out. So it might not get done as well or as neatly or, you know, sometimes it ends up messier than it should have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the end goal is that eventually we'll all be helping each other versus everything falling on me. I mean, like when it comes to life skills stuff, how do you approach that? Do you say like, all right, today you're going to learn how to do laundry or is it just sort of a gradual process of... Well, gradual, mostly gradual, but the laundry, so laundry drives me crazy. It's just one of those things. I hate those chores that are just always there. So like you, I have baskets everywhere and I'm okay with that, but I hate that I just have to keep doing it. <laughs> so I reached a point this year where I said, you know, or, well, my kids showed their hand one time. So they surprised me and they had stripped their beds and remade their beds, which my oldest do. And <laughs> it was fantastic because not only was it a nice surprise, but I knew that they could do it. So then I thought to myself, you know, what else can they do? And if, so we now have a laundry basket in each kid's closet and one has a Monday, one's Tuesday and one Wednesday. And we try to stick to that. I mean, if something's going on and we don't throw laundry in, no big deal, but um, we try to have a laundry day where I help them. They have a step stool down there. I put permanent marker on the settings that they should do. And I mean, it's, so far it's working out. There's been, you know, sometimes someone doesn't switch it over or forgets detergent or, you know, things like that, but things get wash and pull up, <laughs> but I love I mean, that, we're though. working toward that goal. Oh, I love that. That, you know, I, I really like the idea of having 
set days for things, um, which kind of gets into the second part of Jen's question, um, mm-hmm. which is also how important is rhythm and routine in your daily lives and how do you implement it and figure out what works? It's a tricky one. I feel like it changes all the time for us, but we definitely need a rhythm. So yeah. we're morning people and we wake up on and it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> try to capitalize on that and get most of our learning, you know, the must do's. I I do really think that you're learning all the time. So the learning happens the whole day, but you know, the math and piano practice and things like that, I like to just cross them off in the morning if everyone's willing and able, um, so that we can enjoy the rest of the day. And that's been something that's worked for us is that focusing in the morning or doing read aloud in the morning on a subject that we've been slacking on things like that. I love your coffee and books. That always makes me happy. Every morning I see it pop up. Thank you. On Instagram. (laughs) We stumbled into that too, because that was, I had a really rough winter and I just really felt like we were hibernating and I wasn't doing a good job and I was feeling pulled too many different places. And so, um, I used to always fight and have the kids do math first and my oldest was fighting me on it. And finally, I just thought to myself, why don't I just do what we're good at and just read to them? So you can read Life with Fred, you can do bedtime math, and that's math. And they like the read aloud, so they weren't fighting me on it. Um, so that's become a family tradition that was completely accidental. <laughs> but we loved it. I love it, yeah. And we we kind of do something similar um, with like our homeschool mornings with, with our routine. Um, and we just, we have like a morning basket, basket full of stuff. I love your morning post, your morning basket post. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like quick hit things, but it's the things that, um, I figured are, um, it, it helps me be a little bit calmer as a mom because, like you said, I feel like learning happens all the time, but there's also those things that I just, I want to prioritize with my kids and I want to make sure that we're, we're hitting on those. So like you said, life of Fred for math. Um, and then we do bedtime math and we do a read aloud and, um, we just have different things in there that we kind of cycle through. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that it helps my brain to have them be like, (laughs) all in a basket yes and to go through um one at a time yeah and what's next so so that's something that helps and then um I just actually talked with my kids yesterday um about I'm starting to feel like it's almost summer and um it's funny because we last year was the first year that we um I didn't set like a, you know, we want to finish everything up, um, kind of goal because we'd been reading, um, the, I always say it wrong, Delayers, um, yeah. books oh, so good. of Greek myths and, and we'd been reading it and we'd been really enjoying it. And it's part of like what we do with our morning basket stuff, but we take it, we were taking it really slowly and, um, I knew we weren't going to finish it in May at any point Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was just no way and I thought you know what maybe we don't have to and so um we started I started kind of this mental shift where I was like you know when when do we finish the year if it's not dependent on when we finish all of our curriculum Mm -hmm. and um so I realized that it's it's kind of like a feeling I get like that things just start letting up a little bit the weather's nicer we're getting outside more Oh, um, it's happier. 
Yeah. It, it feels lighter than it did. I love this time of year in homeschool. Yeah. And so um, we're kind of shifting a little bit and we definitely take more of like a just informal unschooly approach in the summer. Do you guys do formal stuff in the um, summer? I try to keep us on somewhat of a routine just because I found when we have vacations or breaks, it's that it's like the dreaded hangover that we talked about. My oldest is a creature of habit and he does better if we, if I at least call it homeschool each day, even if homeschool is we're going to the farm <laughs> or yeah. farmer's market. I just, at least in his mind, um, but it is definitely more unschooly in the summer. And I think it's great when you give yourself, I was smiling when you were telling me about the Greek mythology book because we just finished up Farmer Boy and it took us forever. And I love the Little House series, but that one book, which I love, was just taking us forever. And, and it was almost making me um, feel stressed out a little bit at first. Like, why is this read aloud taking so long? But then I realized, you know, when, when life is crazy, we just pause that because I don't want to read it just to read it. I would rather enjoy it. Um, and then I think when you grant yourself that permission that it's just really freeing, you know, you finish it when you finish it. And we did. We went on vacation and we just, that's all we did was read Farmer Boy. And it was great. And everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. And now we're next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but there's no deadlines in homeschool, really, for the most part. Yeah. And if, you know, again, it's about, um, I think, kind of letting go a little bit we have to let go of some of the you know different things that we carry around with us either from expectations that we put on ourselves or expectations we feel from other people or um you know whatever kind of rules like when we give ourselves permission to rethink those things it's really powerful and then I have to kind of you know, step back and say, we're learning things when my kids are ready for it and they're ahead in some things and behind in others. And that's fine. Yeah. Because it's our school. What's yes. for us. Okay. So speaking of rhythm and routine. So, um, yeah, chatting with my kids a little bit about, um, the summer and, and the differences in how we do things in the summer. Um, one of the things we hit on is that we really like having like days where it's like um, Monday is our library day. Tuesday <laughs> is our day we see friends. Wednesday, and of course things change and, you know, cool opportunities come up. And so we shift that a little bit. But my kids actually, um, we had been doing like a morning meeting every morning where we would kind of sit down and talk about our day. And so I was chatting with them and they're nine and 12. So they're a little older. Um, and I really thought that like including them in that process would help everyone's attitude be really positive about, you know, what we were going to do that day. And it was really funny because they said, um, they both said they actually like it when we kind of have a plan for the day already in place and it's not, I'm not asking them what they want to do as much. Like, um, I love that. Kids yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that, that's what I was going to ask you is, um, I mean, you know, of course there's certain things they like to do and certain things they don't like to do. And if I say today's the grocery shopping day, there's groans, but, oh, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, do you kind of plan out what your days and, you know, your weeks look like? How do you do that? 
So I have kind of a mental plan of what I'd like to do. And then each night I sit down, or I should say most nights, I sit down and the kids each have a little, I, I adopted this idea from Sarah McKenzie's, um, spiral notebooks. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And we can link to that. <laughs> it's a simple notebook. It. it is. If, a if, notebook. Yeah. If there's anyone out there who has not seen this idea, I know it's, it's an everywhere, amazing but, yeah. and so I have a little composition notebook and I put, you know, what they, what they have to do, which is not many things. It's math. And, you know, if you're taking piano, piano and a little bit of writing. And then, um, we on usually on the weekend, just kind of think of ideas of things that we'd like to do during the week. And it's not set on each day, but just, you know, if we finished up this, maybe we can do a groovy lab in the box. Or if we did this, we can do an art project. So just kind of hope to do, I guess, is more of a uh, what we do. And I just do that each night. It takes probably 10 minutes if that, and then they come downstairs and they see that and they love, they love the notebook. You would think that they wouldn't because it's, you know, it's like telling you what to do, but they just, they thrive with it. I, they like being able to cross off the box. It's, and like you said, I think kids do like structure and when things get too loose around our house I I think they crave that structure a little bit oh I love that though that um you know the things that you have a list in your mind of the things that you'd like to do because some things are weather dependent and some things are I mean there are mornings that we just wake up and it's like we should not be out in the world today you know (laughs) we need to be home with our crankiness or whatever so true. Yeah. So knowing that there's certain things that you'd like to do that week, but not having them be, you know, dependent on a certain day. Um, yeah. We do have certain days that we, you know, Wednesday is we usually hike with friends and they have a nature class. We have certain days where they have activities, but mostly yeah. we should be. But those additional things, because like, you know, they talk, um, the author of Simplicity Parenting talks about, um, you know, the that we can get stressed out from doing too many fun things you know just because it's fun doesn't mean we should be going 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 all the time with our kids so and we cut back on a ton this year because I was feeling so overwhelmed and it's I feel like we're still catching up from that because we're pretty we have a pretty light schedule right now but it's hard when you're doing too many different things yeah which I want to talk about your year (laughs) of nope I'm excited about the year of Nope. Yes, tell tell everyone about the year of Nope. I'm so this year I I'm a helper by nature, and several people came up and asked me to help out with various things that were all great ideas, volunteer work primarily, um, things I really believe in. So I had a hard time saying no, which is a lifelong problem of mine, and so I signed on for really wonderful projects. Um, mostly within our town and our community here. And it was fine initially. And then the holidays hit and it was just too much. And I felt like I was wishing my life. I kept saying, you know, next month will be better. This, you know, the month after that will be better. Well, the school year is almost over. And that's kind of a cruddy way to think of your homeschool year. And so I just decided that it was just too much. I cut on back on a bunch of things. I quit one thing. I never quit, (laughs) but I quit something (laughs) and I actually feel good about it because it lightened up our family so much. And I just decided that come 
you know, effective immediately, it's the year of nope. And if you ask me to do something, it can be awesome and you can be a wonderful person, but I'm saying, nope, I'm just not going to. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Good for you. That's in the name of family. Yes. Well, and I think it's easier, um, to say no when you know that you've got other things that you're saying yes to that are your priorities, like your family, you know? Um, cause I have a really hard time. Yeah. Um, I have a really hard time saying no. And, um, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of a helper. And when someone comes to me and I know that I can do whatever they're asking me to do, I find myself like going, okay, if I can't do this, I need an excuse. Like I need something to justify, you know, why I, why I can't take this on. And, um, you know, sometimes the only reason I have is just, I don't want to get pulled in one more direction right now. You know, I mean, (laughs) exactly. And I think if you're sort of the, the good girl, good student mentality, you just always, you always said yes to things and you knew you could do something well and, you're responsible and people depend on you and it's just disconnecting from that, that, you know, it might be a wonderful idea, but it's not right for us right now. Yeah. I have a really good friend who said that when you hit 40, you just stop caring as much about some of this stuff. And I just decided to embrace it a little bit early. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Not very early because I'm almost there, but, (laughs) but it, I mean, something has, I'm with you because I'm, I'm just, I just turned 39. So, I'm starting to feel that and I never thought I would get here because there is the good girl, the, um, and, and that's part of the problem too, is you get a reputation as people expect you to help them. Yeah. Is the person that is always going to be willing to help. So when you finally say, no, I can't do that. You get this, wait, I'm confused. Hold on, (laughs) you know, kind of thing from people. And, um, and it's really hard to push through that because I think people are genuinely shocked. <laughs> they are shocked. I shocked myself. I remember when my, I yeah. quit this one thing and my husband came home and I said, I did it because he had been saying forever, why don't you just quit? It's stressing you out. Just quit. Mm-hmm. And just sit, you know, it's stressing the family situation out. And I did. And I came home and he was shocked. And he's known me forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, it's unexpected. And, um, but it's one of those things that with practice, I think starts to maybe get a little easier. I don't know. Are you finding that with your year of nope? Is it getting any? I've said nope to a couple things already. Yay! <laughs> it feels really good. In the, you know, in the moment I feel badly, but then afterwards I feel proud of myself. You know, you're, you're sticking to your guns and it's your family. And I'm, the thing is, is that you, I, I had a good friend say to me when I was talking about quitting something, she said, you, you don't think of it as quitting thinking, think of it in turn in, instead of what you've given, because I have given a lot. It's just that I'm done. Yeah. You know, just, it was too much. So I gave all of this and now it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, our lives change. Our kids grow. Um, we, we grow, I think. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize that there's certain stuff that doesn't fit anymore. And maybe it fit for a long time. Um, and then, you know, you start to feel that, that antsiness or that, um, 
you know, you or dread. Yes. <laughs> you start to feel dread. Like, what I don't, am I forgetting? You yeah. Just, or I, I, I don't want to. Like you lose your yeah yourself in all of it. You know, kind of getting back to that thing with overwhelm, where everybody, you feel like everybody wants a piece of you. You mm-hmm. know, um, the more you can do to set expectations and and just make it really clear. You know, um, because we have we have family um, that lives in the area here, and they love us and we love them. So it's, you know, it's great, but we can't always get together all the time. And I'm finding it's getting harder and harder as the kids get older. They want to have sleepovers. They have birthday parties. They have things. So, you know, just kind of being able to say to them, we really love you, but we're at a place right now where we're probably only going to be able to see you like maybe once a month, you know, and just putting that out there, there is disappointment. You might even make people a little mad, you know, sometimes. Um, and it's hard, but people might not understand it, but at least they'll respect it if you, <laughs> right, if you put it out there. Cause I think yeah. you touched on something that a lot of, um, and I'm just going to assume that who you were talking about weren't homeschoolers, but people kind of think you, well, you're there, you're home. Yeah. But but you're not really home. Like there's a lot of, we still have activities and we have things we need to do. Um, so I think people assume that you have more free time than you do. Right. Yes. And they do in, in my situation, people tend to do that and we really don't have as right. much as we would like. We're always searching for more space. I loved you. You posted, it was so funny. You posted something on Facebook this week and I saw it and I thought, oh, I have to send that to Kate. And then I realized you were the one who posted it. Um, but it was like, um, no, I can't answer my phone. I have kids. Just text like a normal person or something. <laughs> Jen's question. It just, it's so normal for yeah. how to feel that way and it's um not alone no no and um I don't know do you so do you have any additional advice for Jen or any um anything else besides just telling her that she's super normal and super normal Jen um I don't know I would just think about what what is really important to you and just set those priorities and make space for you because it's like that you know people are always talking about the oxygen mask I feel like for mothers, that's super important, but especially when you're homeschooling and you're a mom and you have little ones running around, you have to take care of yourself and figure out what's important to you. And it's not selfish. It's self-care. It so whatever is. that is for you, that's going to make you feel better when you wake up in the morning and have a teeny bit more energy. Yeah. I went through um, like a time last month when I was feeling very overwhelmed and very stressed and very anxious. And my friend sent me a text and she said, what could you do right now to feel a little better? Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because, um, you know, when we're stressed, not only do we lose that perspective of like, what are the important things? What are the, you know, things that really need to happen right now? Um, but I just, I completely forget to do anything that would yes. make me feel better, you know? <laughs> and you, that's the crazy thing is you know that it will. Yeah. You just take 20 minutes yeah. and, you know, do some yoga or whatever it is that will refresh you. Yeah. Um, and so I actually made a list. Um, I love lists and I love, like, I, so I took, um, you know, my bullet journal and I made a list and I said, like, things that help me feel better. And it's so funny, but 
I do this like when I get a cold, you know, where um, I forget like, all right, you have a cold, take some vitamin C, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> um, do, do those like basic self-care things, you know, I, I forget, um, you know, let's get some eucalyptus oil steaming or whatever. I forget those things. And so I forget when I'm anxious and overwhelmed and upset, how to take care of myself. And so I made this stupid list, (laughs) but I've gone back to it time and again. And it's silly things like, um, you know, trim my nails, which is so silly, Mm -hmm. but no, when my nails get too long, it drives me nuts. Um, Yeah. I mean, do you have certain things that you would put on a list? Oh, yeah. So my oldest had colic for a long time. We're talking like over a year, way longer than he was supposed to. And um, my husband works a lot. And not only that, but he never knows when he's coming home until he's actually in the car coming home. So there's no set, you know, with friends, they would know five o'clock's here. He should be here any minute. I didn't have that. And you know, the witching hour and all of that. So with colic, the whole day is crying, but then it gets to this worst part come 4.30. And so I would dance with him in the kitchen to Kenny Chesney yeah. every afternoon. And it was really basically just to drown it out. But eventually the funniest thing happened, it, it started to calm him because he associated Kenny Chesney with me and being close and in the kitchen. And so it would calm him down. So we still, we call it Kenny hour. We still do it. And it's something that's fun now and everyone loves it. And we do it most days. We just, you know, if people start getting crabby or, you know, people aren't cleaning up before dinner. I'm trying to cook. I turn it on, I crank it up and we dance in the kitchen. It's the craziest, but it, we all feel better after we do it. And we're not dancers. So it's not like we're skilled in any way. It's just this crazy quirky thing that we do. All right. So a couple things we can, we can suggest are to make a list of the things that would make you feel better and to keep that list somewhere. And when you can feel yourself getting like, you know, you can pull out that list. Yeah. And and do a couple things. And then, um, brain dumps. Brain dumps. Oh my goodness. Every night and every morning, actually. (laughs) Do you have a system? I mean, the whole idea is that you just put everything down on paper, right? It's, yeah. Oh, I just put it all on paper. And then usually if we're going to get into my pathology, I need to write it again <laughs> oh, yeah. it down and then I write it, you know, I make columns of what yes. prioritize yeah. the dump. Yes. Yeah. A suggestion that I got from you with, um, insomnia and you know, that feeling like, um, before bed is to keep a notebook by my bed. Yes. I've started doing that and it helps so much because I think part of what's really overwhelming is that feeling that you're going to forget something really important. Something's going to slip through the cracks, you know? And so, um, I have a notebook by my bed with a pen and I can always write it down if it pops in my head or if it comes up in in the middle of the night and that helps a ton. So I think I've been doing that since high school, like decades. And I'll say to my husband, I drive him crazy because he'll, you know, we'll be on the couch at night. I'll be reading. He'll be watching TV and we're talking and he'll say, oh, don't forget to call the electrician in the morning. And I said, don't like write it down. Leave it for me. Don't put a worry in my mind right now because I've cleared it out and I don't want anything coming in before bed. Yeah. Calm down now. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big survival technique for me is just having things written down. Before kids, I was a newspaper reporter and I could remember phone numbers and dates and, you know, just everything. It was like immediate recall. And I have, I have lost that entirely. So 
It's motherhood. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm loving my bullet journal 3.0, my third version of it. <laughs> um, you need to give me a lesson because I love, I love writing stuff down. I tried to do the electronic everything one year, I think maybe three years ago, two years ago, and it was a disaster. I never knew where I was supposed to be. I just need to physically write stuff down. Yes, I do too. And I think there's research that actually says that like the act of writing it down is mm-hmm. just as helpful as having it written down somewhere, right? So, right. Yeah. All right. So we, we have to thank Jen for sending us a good question. Thank you, Jen. Our first question. Yeah. Thank you for getting us started and for being, for putting that out there because it's a little scary, but, um, we appreciate it. No, not at all. And, um, we definitely hope more of you will send us your questions too. And we'll we'll talk them out with, um, (laughs) with, you know, occasional breaks for interruptions. Yeah. Yeah. But we get it done. Right. Life interrupted. Yes, exactly. Okay. So any other resources, books, posts, um, we can link to everything we talked about in the show notes, um, which will be at our website, which is thehomeschoolsisters.com. So we've already mentioned Simplicity Parenting. Yes. I love that one. I like um, Mitten Strings from God by Christina Kennison. Yes. Is there one? Am I yeah. saying right? Yeah. I, yeah. I love that book, um, too. It, oh, such, it's like a warm hug. I love that book. It is like a warm hug. And it makes you remember what's important. Yes. Um, the Fringe Hours by Jessica Turner. Yeah. Too. Yes. Um, that one, um, I've heard it described as like a permission slip for, you know, making time. Um, yes. You know, why? Because unfortunately we need a permission slip. I don't know why. I know, but you shouldn't. As moms, we, we do. do. We feel like we need somebody to tell us it's okay to take time to feel better so that you can turn around and give that back to your family. Right. It's so you silly. Can't run on empty. But this is your permission slip, right? From us, from from Kate and Kara. Please take Absolutely. care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's important. Okay. Other books? <laughs> uh, anything by John Holt. Whenever I'm feeling depressed in homeschool, what we're not accomplishing, I read some Holtz or um, what is it? The the Hurried Child by David. Oh, El. Yes. Yeah. Things like that just help me realize that what we're, that we're doing. Okay. We're, we might be muddling through a harder season, but we're focusing on the things that are important and they are learning. And I just need to shake off that public school mindset and focus on the now. You have a post about that, don't you? Shaking off the public school mindset. I do. Oh, that was September here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then you have one that by the time this is has aired um you'll have one on simple homeschool that i really love about mindful oh, homeschool. If I just hang on to it <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard but um we're in a good space right now but i know it's ups, ups and downs yeah i identified with that one so much oh, so thanks. we will link to that i love your full stop is one of my favorite homeschool posts of all time because i just full fully appreciate everything you say in it oh thank you sometimes you just realize i need a full stop we just need to stop and you know eat a muffin yes 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 it's amazing what like a a crumpet and a cup of tea or a muffin and a cup of coffee will do for you sometimes (laughs) (laughs) 
so much for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our website, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also really love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It will help us connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you got this, sister. Thank you.